Hello, and welcome to this podcast. My name is Dr. Heather Shearer, and I'm a postdoctoral fellow at the Bloorview Research Institute at Holland Bloorview Kids Rehabilitation Hospital in Toronto, Canada. On behalf of my co-authors, Drs. Pierre Cote, Sheila Hogg-Johnson, Patricia McKeever, and Darcy Failings, I'd like to share the results of our cohort study in which we identified pain trajectories and the association with well-being in children and young people with cerebral palsy. This was published as an open access article in the April 2022 issue of Developmental Medicine and Child Neurology. Be sure to check out the link below for additional study information. We know from clinical practice and published literature and also lived experience that children with CP frequently report having a range of sequelae and comorbidities. Pain is one of the most commonly experienced symptoms in both children and adults. There's a wide range of reported prevalence, ranging anywhere from 14 to 76% in children and young adults. Evidence suggests that pain is associated with lower physical, psychological, and social well-being in children and adolescents. However, to our knowledge, no previous studies have prospectively identified pain trajectories and their impact on well-being and quality of life in children and young people with cerebral palsy. We had two distinct study objectives. The first was to identify short-term pain trajectories using self-reported pain intensity scores. We then used the pain trajectories as the exposure to determine the association between short-term pain trajectories and physical and psychological well-being. One important feature of our research was that we had children with CP self-report both pain intensity and well-being. We conducted a two-center cohort study recruiting children from Holland Bloorview Kids Rehabilitation Hospital and Grandview Kids between November 2019 and August 2020. We used several recruitment strategies, including posters, electronic signage, social media, institutional voluntary research lists, and referrals from clinical staff. Data collection was self-reported at baseline and weekly follow-ups for five weeks. We used a two-step screening process to determine eligibility. Children who were 8 to 18 years old, diagnosed with CP, able to communicate adequately with or without assistive devices, or direct someone to fill in their chosen response on the questionnaires, and were willing to discuss if they have any pain or discomfort, were included. We used the FACES pain scale revised once weekly for five weeks as the primary scale for measuring pain intensity in the past week to identify our exposure of short-term pain intensity trajectories. The FACES pain scale revised uses gender-neutral FACES as recommended for people aged 7 to 18 years and for those with limited numeracy skills. Using the KidScreen 27 physical and psychological well-being domains, we assessed well-being in the preceding week at baseline and at the five-week follow-up. This scale was developed and used with healthy and chronically ill children aged 8 to 18 years. We determined the association between short-term pain trajectories with physical and psychological well-being five weeks post-study enrollment, and confounders were identified from the literature and clinical expertise. We had 190 eligible participants for in-person screening. Of those, 111 attended in-person screening and 101 completed the baseline questionnaire. Table one provides details about the baseline characteristics of the full sample 
and for each pain trajectory group. The ages of participants range from 8 to 18 years, and just over 48% were female. The largest proportion of participants had spastic CP and a GMFCS level 1. Mean baseline pain intensity was 2.8, and just over 76% reported experiencing pain in the preceding week. Using latent class growth modeling, we successively built pain trajectory models with an optimal number of five trajectories. Looking at this figure, it's important to note that 32% of participants were in trajectories with reported moderate to high pain intensities. We can also see some distinct patterns with the trajectories. So trajectory one at the bottom of the figure is described as having no or very mild stable mean pain. Trajectory two has mild stable mean pain with an estimated mean pain intensity of two. Trajectory three has moderate changing mean pain. Trajectory four has high to decreasing moderate mean pain. And trajectory five is classified as high stable mean pain, where these individuals had consistently high levels of pain intensity and an estimated mean pain of 7.3. We use spaghetti plots to visualize the individual participant variability within each trajectory. And these are reported in the supplementary online appendices of our article. We use general linear models to assess the association between pain trajectory membership and physical and psychological well-being. Multivariable models were built using the change in estimate approach, and any confounders were included in the final adjusted models. Our analysis demonstrated that trajectory group membership was associated with both physical and psychological well-being in the crude models. In the crude model for physical well-being, there was a downward gradient based on trajectory group membership. So compared to group one with a mean physical well-being of 55.3, members in all other trajectory groups had lower mean physical well-being. In the adjusted model, the gradient remained, but associations were weaker for all groups. Compared with group one, those in group five continued to have the largest difference in physical well-being. In the psychological well-being crude model, those in group three and five had the lowest mean psychological well-being compared to group one. In the adjusted model, the difference in estimated mean psychological well-being compared to group one was almost unchanged for members in groups two and four, while the association was weaker for those in groups three and five when founders were controlled for. Compared with group one, membership in trajectories three, four, and five was associated with lower mean psychological well-being. Additional sensitivity analyses and specific study limitations are detailed in the manuscript online. This cohort study constitutes novel findings regarding the course of pain in this population. We identified five distinct, five distinct short-term pain trajectories in children and youth with CP. Of note, 32% had moderate to high pain intensity trajectories. Overall, we found an association between pain trajectory membership and well-being, whereby individuals in higher pain intensity trajectories had lower physical well-being, while those with higher mean baseline pain intensity had lower psychological well-being. In terms of clinical implications, this work helps highlight the need for regular pain assessments in this population. 
without adequate knowledge of how pain changes over the short term, it may be challenging to provide effective treatment. Furthermore, assessments may help identify those at risk for concerning pain trajectories. I'd like to take this opportunity to thank the participating children and families without whom this work would not be possible. I'd also like to acknowledge all the funding agencies and organizations that contributed to this project. Please feel free to contact me should you have any questions.